Hi, this is Kristen Lizenby Lee from Where Joy Is Ministries, restoring joy to Christian womanhood. Today we're going to continue with part three of A Mighty Woman's Artillery. This is our series that we've been going through for the last two weeks, where we're diving into the book of Ephesians, chapter six, verses 10 through 18. We've been studying the armor of God and how a Christian woman can apply this to her life and utilize these weapons and let it transform her into a mighty woman of God. Last week, we studied the breastplate of righteousness and we unpacked what that symbolizes and how Jesus, who is our righteousness, protects our hearts when we actively put him on, when we make the conscious and obedient decision to wear Jesus' righteousness as our breastplate. Today we're going to continue and move on to the next piece of armor, which are the shoes of peace. Verse 15 of Ephesians 6 says to have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's important for a Christian to be at peace with God. It's vital. This is the foundation beneath our feet. This is what we stand upon. Isaiah chapter 57 is just one of the places in scripture that tells us there is no peace with the wicked. There's no peace when our lives are full of self and riddled with sin. Psalm chapter 34 verse 14 says, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Romans chapter 8 verse 6 says, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. This goes hand in hand with the breastplate of righteousness and with the belt of truth. Unrighteous, wicked living does not produce peace, but holy living does. And so putting on our shoes of peace means that we are actively pursuing not just a knowledge of truth and a submission to Christ, but an intimate walk with God. When we do that, we are protected as we walk. David prayed in Psalm 139, search me, O God, search my life, search my heart, see if there's any wickedness in my life. David knew that he would not have a close, protected, peace-filled walk with God if there was any trace of sin in his life. And so it's necessary as mighty women of God to wake up every day and come to the throne and do the same as David and cry out to him and say, God, investigate my life, investigate my heart. See if there's any wickedness in me because I need peace with you. We've got to begin every day by pursuing peace with God. And not only should we pursue peace with our God, but as Christians, an outflow of that would be that we are in pursuit of peace with those around us. Romans chapter 12 verse 18 tells us that if it is at all possible, live peaceably with all men. Matthew chapter 5 verse 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. James chapter 3 verse 18 says, The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Now, it's important to understand that peace does not equal acceptance of sin. You can love and serve and show kindness while simultaneously standing firm and resolute upon God's word. Walking in the truth and being guarded by the righteousness of Christ and having the peace of God flowing through you is a very powerful thing. And our enemy knows it. 
So we're instructed by Paul to pursue peace with God and with the world around us. And in order to do this, we have to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We have to put our shoes on. When I was reading about warfare in ancient history, I found this information to be really interesting. The military successes, both of Alexander the Great and of Julius Caesar, were due in large measure to their armies being well shod and thus able to undertake long marches at incredible speed over rough terrain. Now that's a picture of how a Christian should look in spiritual warfare. No one can fight effectively without shoes. No one can run and march for long distances and at incredible speed over rough terrain without good shoes. The shoes protect a soldier's feet, and peace protects the Christian's walk. I can't walk outside on the rocks and on the gravel without my shoes. I will no doubt get cut or bruised by the rocks. I may step on broken glass or a rusty nail. Today, as I'm recording this podcast, it's about 100 degrees outside. And so if I were to walk out onto the pavement without my shoes, my feet would definitely get burned. But if I wear my shoes, I don't have to worry about anything I might step on. I can walk on burning sidewalks. I can walk over broken glass. Nothing is going to hurt my feet. And so it is with the shoes of peace. Paul is saying, put on these shoes so you can walk through the burning coals of persecution or the broken glass of temptation or the rusty nails of trial and sorrow and loss, whatever it may be, nothing can penetrate you because you're protected and you're covered by the peace of the Lord. Running out to battle with a belt and a breastplate on, but without our shoes is reckless and we won't accomplish much. We will actually likely become a liability. And spiritually, it's the same. When we know truth and make a decision to allow Jesus to live the truth through us, Him being our righteousness, what must follow is a life of peace with God, which provides protection to our walk. Without that, we look like hypocrites, claiming one thing while our actions and our walk say something different. This is why Paul told us to put on the whole armor of God. Another thing to consider about the shoes is that shoes are not simply a covering and a protection while we stand still. As Christians, we are ambassadors of God. And as Christians and ambassadors, we're called to walk. We're called to go and proclaim the gospel of peace. That may mean a foreign country. It may may mean your own backyard, your workplace, or even within your own family. But we're still called to go. Isaiah chapter 52 verse 7 describes those who go and tell the message of God's love as having beautiful feet. Romans 10:15 is an echo of that exact verse in the New Testament. How selfish. How selfish it is for us to have the truth and the ability through Jesus to live out the truth with a righteous life and be at peace with the creator of the universe and not go and share the news. Shoes aren't just for protection for the feet as you stand. They're protection and provision as you go, as you move, as you walk, as you run, and as you fight. In Luke chapter 4, Satan came against Jesus. And it was an intense spiritual battle. And Jesus continued steadfastly to resist him. 
And after a while, the devil gave up and left him alone, and angels from heaven were sent to minister to Jesus. I've read stories about how enemies at war would call for a ceasefire for special holidays like Christmas, for example. In war times, there are small periods of rest, but there is never a time of complacency. And spiritually, this is even more so. The devil may leave us alone for a season just as he did with Jesus, but he always comes back. And he will likely come back with a new tactic, a new obstacle or piece of broken glass to throw in our path. So it's important to put our shoes on every single day. It's important to be prepared. Because if we let our guard down and get comfortable during a temporary spiritual ceasefire, we won't be ready when the enemy suddenly comes in again. We will have grown lazy by taking off our shoes. And when we do that, we become completely unaware of the sin that we are about to step into, whether it be sexual sin or bitterness or unforgiveness or pride or apathy, whatever it may be. The Roman sandal had nails that gripped to the ground. So even when the ground had a deep slope or was very slippery, the soldier was able to stand and fight without falling. He was sure-footed. He was able to stand strong. Spiritually, the peace of God keeps the Christian soldier upright and firm, less likely to slip, less likely to fall. In battle, it's important to stay steady and to stay firm, which is why Paul told us to put on our shoes. There are plenty of deep, slippery slopes. And again, if sin and unrighteousness is in our life, then we will not be walking in peace with God. And as a result, our enemy will have the upper hand because we won't be standing strong and we will likely step on something that will cause us to fall. Some final thoughts on the shoes of peace. This is one area the Lord has been refining in my life. I'm very prone to anxiety and fretting over what-if scenarios. And over the last several months, the Lord has been taking me through a lesson on peace and quietness. Isaiah chapter 32 verse 17 says, The work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. Living an upright life is exhausting when you're doing it in your own strength. Fighting the enemy with your own weapons will drain you, and it never has a lasting effect. It never produces true victory. But when we allow Jesus to cover us with his righteousness, the work it produces will be peace and quietness and assurance, that confidence that we all want so much. There's a lot of beauty in that verse, and it tells me and it encourages me that when I submit to Christ daily and rely on Him to live His life through me, rely on Him to fight for me, what it brings to me is rest. I can trust His Word. I can trust His nature. I can trust His work. There is life and there is peace that comes when we stand strong in the Lord and in all the power of His might. It's a gift from Him. So along with your belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness, put on the shoes of peace. Pursue peace with God and with others. Be prepared to tell everyone about the peace you've experienced through the gospel And then let your heart be at peace. Maintain a life of inner peace and rest as you trust Him and as you stand in His strength. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. For more information, please visit wherejoyis.com. I pray you will stand in the strength of the Lord and in the peace 
of God today.